The first person to stand trial for his role in the January 6th Capitol insurrection was sentenced earlier today. Guy Reffitt of Wiley was given seven years and four months. That is the longest uh, term yet in the Justice Department's list of criminal cases from that day. Federal prosecutors had been pushing for a 15-year sentence, though, calling him a militia member who played a central role in the attack. Reffitt's defense attorney asked for his sentence to be no more than two years in prison, claiming he wasn't accused of entering the Capitol or assaulting any police officers that day. As World War III starts to trend on Twitter and social media because China is moving in their invasion of Taiwan on their outer islands, watch my previous YouTube video from today if you want the details. As Nancy Pelosi has landed in Taiwan, a very, very sad thing took place yesterday. Absolute horrific news having to do with the enforcement of this illegitimate government of Joe Biden to enforce the idea, the lie, the big lie that he legitimately won. There's a sentence is in now in the case of Guy Reffitt, that uh, convicted rioter, essentially. A Capitol rioter from North Texas was just sentenced to more than seven years in prison. It is the longest sentence of any January 6th defendant so far. Guy Reffitt bought a gun to the U.S. Capitol during last year's riot and threatened House Speaker Nancy Pelosi. The Wiley man was found guilty earlier this year after being turned in by his teenage son. If you're not familiar with the story and hadn't been following it, I haven't reported on this in quite a while. Let me bring you up to speed. A Wiley man arrested for his involvement in the Capitol violence got on law enforcement's radar after a tip from his own son. Guy Reffitt's son, a teenager, says his dad threatened him and their family to try to stop them from turning him in. Yeah, Blake, Guy Reffitt's 18-year-old son says his father drove to Washington, D.C. with a friend. He says his father is part of a far-right militia group and that his views, like many others across the country, have radicalized. I got in contact with the FBI after the Capitol riots about my dad. 18-year-old Jackson Reffitt of Wiley says he called the FBI to give warning of his father, Guy Reffitt, who is now charged for his alleged role in the insurrection at the Capitol building. It was my moral compass, kind of, to do what I thought would protect not only my family, but my dad himself. And it wasn't just because I think my dad is aggressive, I think what he's been manipulated into thinking is aggressive. The 48-year-old is wearing a blue jacket over what appears to be a black padded or tactical style vest and has a black helmet on his head with what appears to be a GoPro-style camera attached while at the Capitol, according to photos in an arrest affidavit. Jackson recalls learning his father was there. I think it was Fox playing, and it was just live screening of the riots at the Capitol and them rushing in. And my mom said, your dad is there. Investigators say images show the father of three appearing to flush his eyes with water after being hit with a chemical irritant, either by Capitol Police or others in the crowd, while he was at or past the police line. Investigators say he's part of a far-right militia group known as the Three Percenter Organization. He already figured that the FBI was watching him. The FBI executed a search warrant on January 16th and later interviewed Jackson, who 
according to the affidavit, told the FBI his father previously said, if you turn me in, you're a traitor. And you know what happens to traitors? Traitors get shot. If you were to write down that quote and give it to anyone ever, it would never be okay. But he said, choose a side is mainly the quote I use from him to express my views on it is just choose a side and choose a side or die. Did you take that as a threat? I took it as a threat, but I never th thought he would act upon it. Reffitt's wife told investigators he is super passionate and sometimes says things he doesn't mean. One of their daughters told investigators she did not feel he was a threat to the family. As far as the arrest goes, Jackson says he wanted to prevent a confrontation. The police could have come in at any time, at a bad time, regardless of the situation, and my dad could have opened fire. The FBI was already monitoring his father, but he has no regrets about calling for help. Have you had a chance to speak to him since his arrest? No, but I wish I could. What would you say to him? I would say I'm sorry, because I don't feel like I put him in this situation, but I still feel guilty. But would you do it again? <laughs> yes, I would do it again. According to this arrest affidavit, FBI investigators located two firearms during the execution of that search warrant, including a Smith & Wesson pistol. Now, Reffitt admitted to being at the Capitol and says he had the pistol with him, but disassembled it to comply with the law in Washington, D.C. He's charged with obstruction of justice and knowingly entering or remaining in any restricted building or grounds without lawful authority. A few important details to remember. He never entered the Capitol. He never went to Pelosi's chambers. He never got inside the building. And let's not forget, it's our constitutional right to bear arms and to be part of a local militia. It's in the Constitution. But of course, the illegitimate regime of Joseph Biden, who stole the election of 2020, those are just laws in the Constitution. They mean nothing to these treasonous, traitorous, rat bastards. All right, here's the sad news of what happened yesterday to Guy Redfin. Federal prosecutors wanted to send a strong message, and, and as you say, they did get the longest sentence yet for anyone connected to the January 6th Capitol riot, but they did not get the terror enhancement add-on against Guy Reddit they were hoping for, and they uh, certainly, in this case, didn't get the sentence they were pushing for. Moments ago, handed down, Hallie, seven and a quarter years. Now, that's on the lower range of what the judge ruled the guidelines suggested were appropriate in this case. And the prosecution was asking for much more, as high as 15 years in prison. They lost uh, on a couple of legal issues. Um, most uh, importantly, this, their effort to seek a terrorism enhancement to label this case domestic terrorism. The judge declined to do that. Um, this sentence followed uh, a roller coaster day of legal arguments, and, which culminated in Guy Reffitt himself speaking before the judge and sort of making a last minute plea. The judge made it pretty clear she didn't buy it, that she thought he was just telling her what she wanted to hear. But at the end of the day, she sentenced him to uh, you know, a, a hefty prison sentence, the longest of any of the January 6th defendants. The previous longest was five years. But nonetheless, much, much less than prosecutors were seeking. Prosecutors yeah. had tried to portray Reffitt as 
as standing alone among January 6th defendants in his malevolence, but they did not succeed in convincing the judge today, Howard. Paul Coggins is former U.S. attorney for the Northern District of Texas. Obviously, the government is trying to send a message that some real time is coming down. This is not going to be a slap on the wrist if you're found guilty. Guy Reffitt, painted by the government as playing a central role at the January 6th Capitol riot, was sentenced by a federal judge to 87 months in prison. That's seven years and three months, less than the 15 years the government wanted, less than the sentencing guidelines of nine to 11 years, but still the longest sentence of any punished for the Capitol riot. She probably owes it in part to the fact he got pepper sprayed and didn't get a chance to go in there because I think had he gone into the Capitol and attacked one of the officers, he would be facing the 15 years. Now, at this moment, I want to remind you that this is a stark contrast of all the BLM rioters who got off scot-free, who got bail money and got no charges, not even slaps on the wrist. They got nothing, many of them, even though this summer of love over George Floyd a formerly convicted felon and a fentanyl drug addict, a man who went to jail for assaulting a pregnant woman, was made a martyr and therefore all of the violence that the BLMers did got a free pass. You know, there was billions of dollars worth of damages, people lost their businesses, property was destroyed, women were raped, people were hurt and killed, but that's okay because that was part of the Marxist narrative. But a man who went to DC to protest, didn't enter the Capitol, brought a gun, which I don't, I can't find the information. If someone knows it, please put it down. Whether the gun was actually disassembled or not, he said he disassembled it to comply with the laws. He had a right to protest. He was pepper sprayed and that's why this one uh, government prosecutor uh, believes that's not that's why he didn't get the full sentence. But folks, this 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 hits home. This means you can't protest, you can't fight back against the illegitimate regime that forced their way into the Oval Office, or they will come after you. And that's exactly the message that Guy's wife had for patriots and Americans when she spoke to the press after the sentencing what this is, is political persecution. We are patriots. God was a patriot that day. He'll consider, he will always be a patriot. And he's a loving husband. He's a loving father. He's a man of integrity. And he went that day because the United States is the last great stand we have. And if we allow our country to keep being driven into the ground by the corrupt, evil politicians here in this city, then one day at your kitchen table, FBI is going to come in and tell you that you stood up at the school board meeting and you are now a domestic terrorist. So wake up, America. This isn't just about Guy Wesley Ruffin. This isn't about just one six. This is about our liberties being stomped on. One day they may come for me. They may come for you. And it's always a problem, but not a crisis when it's someone else. But when it hits home, that's when the reality of the situation really sticks, really becomes real, really becomes evident. It's kind of like when I was in, my, uh, in finance 
you've heard this, uh, you, you've heard the uh, saying, perhaps maybe you haven't, that it's a recession when your neighbor loses his job or business. It's a depression when you lose yours. Now, Nicole, which is the name of Guy Reffert's wife, I mean, Guy Reffert's wife's name is Nicole. This is what she had to say upon departing to the press and their spin and lies in all of this. We are patriots. Ashley Babbitt was a patriot. My husband is a patriot. Roseanne Boylan was a patriot. And all I can say is that y'all can all go to hell and I'm going back to Texas. You heard someone or some ones, some people there clapping when she invoked the name of fellow patriots that went to protest that day. Ashley Babbitt, who was killed, and of course her murderer. Nothing to see here. He gets off scot-free. And then uh, Boyland as well. And her husband, she says he's a patriot. She doesn't back down. Let me tell you what the, uh, let me show you what the judge sentencing over this and presiding over uh, this court case had to say about patriots. Now the judge handed down this uh, extraordinarily harsh sentence. It also had something to say. I want to be very clear, under no legitimate definition of the term patriot does Mr. Reffitt's behavior on and around January 6th fit the term. It is the antithesis of the word. And then she goes on to say, the officers at the Capitol are the patriots, as well as those who fought and even died to protect our democracy, our rule of law. Those in the mob are not. They're a direct threat to our democracy and will be punished as such. The judge here, Judge Dabney Frederick, is Frederick, is a Marxist. Listen to the language she uses. She says that this is not a patriot. It's the antithesis of a patriot. A patriot is a person who fights against tyranny and she is part of the tyrannical government. The officers at the Capitol are the patriots? You mean many of those officers that let these people in? I'm going to show you a segment here from, uh, continuing from Newsmax, Greg Kelly. He had a great segment on this, great commentary. Showing that the man was next to the police. They were in no danger, not from Mr. Reffitt here, as those who fought and even died to protect our democracy. What were they fighting and dying over? Tyranny. This is the kind of person that would have called the insurrectionists against King George and the Revolutionary War as insurrectionists and not patriots. And then she uses the Marxist favorite language about our, but they're not talking about ours, yours and mine. They're talking about ours. They're the elitists. Our rule of law. Our rule of law punishes people who are protesting against an illegitimate government, but do not go after BLM rioters or pro-abortion terrorists. They're a direct, direct, they're a direct threat to our democracy. Not our democracy, but their democracy where they steal elections, rig elections, and want you to just shut up and take it. And if not, you will be punished to the maximum extent of the law. Let me show you this last segment uh, from Greg Kelly. And then he ends, uh, I'm going to cut it off, where he 
questions a case, a person, an incident on January 6th, which was aforementioned. I'll play it right now and you'll see what I'm talking about. Now, can I see Mr. Reffitt again, please, on January 6th? Yes, the, what an extreme threat to our democracy, a man standing. He's not assaulting cops. He's not doing much of anything. He is standing there and he's about to go to jail for 7.2. He's right next to a cop at this point. Here he is taking the tear gas out of his, uh, out of his eyes, sending him to jail for seven and a half years. And uh, if this judge is so concerned about uh, law and order, maybe she could do something about the Ashley Babbitt matter. Hmm? Great question, Mr. Kelly. Hmm. How about uh, Ashley Babbitt, who was murdered by one of these Capitol Police patriots, according to Judge Frederick? A very, very sad day in America, and it doesn't fare well for the other January 6th political prisoners we have sitting in the D.C. gulags. And once again, I blame the damn Republicans who say or do nothing. And I'm, I'm going to upset you guys right now. I'm also upset at President Trump, who has said nothing to come to their defense, or very little, and taken very little action. I know a lot of apologists are out there who will rightfully say, Oh, but then, you know, they're going to come after him. Then he can't become president again. He's got to he's got to pick and choose his battles. Yeah, I understand all of that. I understand there's a lot of good arguments and reasons why President Trump is mums and he's silent on this. But I still don't like it. Okay. Thanks for being here, folks. That's the real me. This is BCP Unfiltered. Now, today we've got a lot of election news and we will get back tomorrow reporting on elections. Let's see what was stolen, what wasn't stolen. Hopefully nothing was stolen or rigged. Plus we have other news in that realm and arena. But I wanted to concentrate on this particular story in this episode. I think it warranted our full attention. Till the next one, ciao, goodbye. God bless. Now the